Hello, it's me. Oh my God, am I depressed today? Boy, oh boy. Um, I Like I said in my last episode, I'm in the process of moving, okay? I'm moving to another state. And I'm actually really excited because my boyfriend husband will be down there. Two of my old, three of my oldest childhood friends will be down there. So I'm going to get to party. Well, not party. Um, I'm going to get to mindfully hang out and relax with them. And I'm really excited about that. And, you know, so that's positive, right? That's positive. But moving is horrific. Okay, it's horrific. And I'm so ready for it to all be over and for me to be done with this job that I've been working at for the past two years. I'm just done. Can I tell you, it's hard to have a job when you have a mental illness. Um, It's hard to hold down a job sometimes because sometimes you have to go to the hospital for two weeks and then you end up losing your job. And this has happened to me several times, you know, where I'm either depressed and suicidal or I'm manic, manic, manic and I lose a job. So, I mean, I can't tell you from the beginning, like in my first manic episode, I lost a job because of that. Almost every single episode I've had, I've had to quit a job or lose a job, etc. And it's really hard to hold down like a consistent schedule when you have a mental illness, which is unfortunate because in my opinion, keeping a routine is like one of the best things you can do for your mental health. But when you're bogged down by depression and anxiety, it's really hard to hold down those routines. Don't I know it? Okay, I'm fucking depressed. My room is a mess. My apartment's a mess. I have not had the energy to clean for a whole day. Honestly, like when I'm hypomanic, I can clean my apartment in half an hour. And it's a one bedroom. Okay, guys, this isn't a huge, you know, three bedroom apartment or anything. But that's a pretty good amount of time. Like that's a short time. And now, now that I'm depressed, It takes me like four, it's taken me all week to clean my apartment and I haven't even gotten to my room yet. And there's only like a bathroom and a living room and a kitchen and a bedroom in here. That's all I'm dealing with. And I haven't finished the kitchen or the bathroom. Honestly, the only thing I did yesterday was vacuum the floor in the living room. That's all I could do. And I think with the ADHD with me, it just kind of amplifies whenever I'm depressed or manic. And so the inability to focus is just hitting me hard right now. Um, but, you know, I'm managing. I'm taking my freaking Wellbutrin. I really don't notice a difference. I don't, I don't know. I'm still getting depressed on it. However, it's a very functional, um, not super negative depression. Okay, when I say depression, I mean very mild depression because I am taking my meds and they do help, in my opinion. They do help. They help me. So I'm not, you know, down in the dumps over here, but I did notice today. I was like, oh shit, I've been feeling like shit recently. And I've had so many negative thoughts all the time. I'm pretty sure I'm depressed. Um, so anyway, so anyway, I tried to write, I tried to write, oh God, I tried to ride to ride. I tried to ride the wave of hypomania as long as I could. I always try to hang on to that happiness, baby. I'm sure some of you can relate, those of you who have depression and hypomania or even depression and then like coming out of depression. You try to hang on to the happiness for as long as possible and, you know, you hold on and hold on until you can't hold on no more, baby. And then you got to let go and then you got to cry a little bit, break down a little bit, sister, and then you keep going, bitch, I guess. Anyway. 
obviously I'm not totally depressed. I've been so depressed before that I just have laid in bed and I could not, I just couldn't even get out of bed, like catatonic depression. And that's when I wish I could have gotten some electric shock therapy, which I know that's controversial and it's kind of like fucked up. Uh, But apparently that's the only thing that works for some people. So especially with that catatonic like state, you know, it can just zap you right out of it. I, I think it like resets your brain, which is very, 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 very cool. So that's what I'm going through right now, y'all. That's what I'm going through. Um, things are in a weird spot. I'm in a transitional phase and I am ready for the next step, but there are so many things I need to do to prepare for the next step and just kind of plan and get my shit together so that I can move and everything. And it's just a lot going on. Oh, but what I was saying, I was talking about my job. I've been at this job for two years. And like I was saying, it's hard to hold down a job when you have a mental illness because you it's hard to keep a consistent schedule. It's hard to commit to things, right? When you're, you know, really in bad moods a lot or whatever it may be. So I've worked at this place for two years and I've been wanting to quit quit since March of last year, but I like need money, okay? And there's not a better job for me around here because I live in a very small podunk bumfuck nowhere ass town in the middle of Virginia. So there's like nothing like either I could work at a Burger King or McDonald's or this place. So I chose this place. Okay. So it's fine, whatever, but I'm so done. It's a food service job. And I absolutely 100% hate food service. If you have a mental illness, girl, don't work in food service. Okay. Do not do it. It is the worst. It is one of the most stressful nine to five kind of jobs you can have besides like the obviously stressful ones, but food service sucks ass. If you want to get in food service, like wash the dishes. I know it's gross, but it's so much better than dealing with people all day who are assholes, not getting tipped at all for your services and people just treating you like shit and the amount of stress you go through. Oh my God. It's like all day constant nonstop stress it's that's what it is like today I went to work and it was just horrible from the minute I got there to the minute I left it was like nonstop. it was awful and I'm just so ready to be done with this and so it's really hard for me to have patience and wait until I move you know to quit this job I, if it were up to me, I'd quit tomorrow, not work for the rest of my shifts, and then, you know, just survive until I move. But, you know, I got to be responsible, unfortunately, so I'm going to stick it through. Um, but anyway, it's hard. I, I, I've i never had a job for this long in my life. And I'm really a change. I love change, okay? If you're into astrology, I'm a Gemini moon, which means I like to change, 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 change. I want to have fun and I want to move and I want to, I like, I kind of do like these rapid transformations. Like I build myself up, tear it down, and then I move on to the next thing. I'm really into that. Because of my ADHD, I'm bouncing off the walls. I'm going in every direction and I want to experience everything. That's me. So I don't, I haven't stayed at, I honestly, like even, even despite my mental illness, I don't think it's like possible for me to work at a job for this long. And I know that sounds stupid because a lot of people, especially, you know, but 
These are like nine to five jobs that I'm talking about. This is not my career, okay? Your career is something you do for your lifetime. But like mindless nine to five bullshit worker bee crap jobs are not things you want to do for a long period of time, especially if they make you feel like shit. Here's what I'm saying. If these, because honestly, most of these nine to five jobs, and I'm just being real with you guys, okay? Don't quit your job. I'm not quitting mine, but they suck. If you don't have a degree or like you don't have a skill and you just have to work at Burger King, it fucking sucks. It's not easy. It's not really fun. It's just like, it's just shit work. And it's not like gratifying, fulfilling, meaningful work that you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just fucking making sandwiches in a kitchen with no AC. Like, I'm not helping anybody, okay? I'm helping people gain weight. I'm not helping people live their best life. You know what I'm saying? So I thought about doing a bunch of different things. I thought about becoming a life coach. Hell no. No offense, okay? I don't know if life coaching... I don't understand. I'm going to be real. I don't understand it. Is that a real job? I could be I could be a life coach probably in 6 months and that's worrisome to me because I should not be telling anybody how to live their life. But I guess there are people out there who should be doing that. So maybe that's why they do it. I don't get it. But you know what I'm saying like I don't know what I was going to do. And so I thought, "Oh, what if I sell my dirty socks online? Sell my dirty underwear?" You know, that gets old quick. That gets old quick. You have to like build relationships with the clients and it's kind of uncomfy. Not my thing. I thought about being a cam girl, but I don't have Wi-Fi. I don't have Wi-Fi and I don't have that desire, okay? Um, So anyway, there's like a lot of different ways to make money online, but sometimes you just have to buckle down and get a job and freaking live through it. And it's crazy that I've worked at this place for two years because up until this point, I haven't worked somewhere uh, at one place for more than like six months, honestly, eight months, eight months, um, six months, six months. Now that, that the longest job I ever worked was six months, which is so wild. Uh, but anyway, the reason I, I like to move and change is because I like different things. Like I get bored really easily. So it's good for me to have a change of scenery to get me fresh, to get me inspired. I just get tired of looking at the same things over and over again. I have, I feel no, I, I don't feel creative that way. I don't feel creative if I'm not hanging around funny, interesting people or, you know, seeing cool things, seeing the beauty of nature, experiencing life, trying different things. You know what I mean? That's what I want to do. So anyway, all of that rambling, I just wanted today to talk about paranoia and pronoia. Now we're going to go into the paranoia first because I know most of you probably listen to this for the mental health advice, or I don't even know why y'all listen because... Uh, clearly I'm a mess, but, um, I guess most of you listen for the mental health shit. Um, so I wanted to talk about the paranoia and first I want to tell you about my experience with paranoia. So I didn't really know what paranoia was for the majority of my, like the first part of my mental health journey. I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know any of the terms in the DSM-5. So I was a little bit clueless. Okay. But you know, I quickly realized that paranoia 
is attached to my anxiety. So a lot of my the paranoia that I experience before when I was younger, it would be like just major anxiety. I would walk into a room and think everybody was laughing at me and talking about me. Uh, I wouldn't trust anybody. And this is stuff I still deal with to this day. Like my paranoia gets triggered if I walk past a group of people and I hear them laugh. I'm like, oh my God, they're laughing at me. And this is probably just because I was bullied as a kid. I don't know. But that's the shit that's like that I deal with every single day from the paranoia. Other paranoia things I've had happen, like I thought my boyfriend husband, after we broke up, I thought he was going to come kill me, which is really stupid and unrealistic. Um, (laughs) And obviously that didn't happen, thank God. Um, And then I get paranoid that I'm becoming manic, which is a new one. It's since I've been stable for two years, I get this bullshit paranoia where I'm like, oh my God, I'm having too much fun. I must be manic. Oh my God. And then I like, spin myself into actual mania because I'm just like manifesting that shit and it's bullshit so I don't do that anymore but oh one positive thing I wanted to say oh yeah um uh one of the most helpful treatments I've received for my paranoia is ADHD medication I take guanfacine or intuniv which is actually ADHD medication for children, but my doctor will not give me stimulants under any condition. So I have to take children's ADHD medication. I'm probably on the same dose as your little nephew, Kyle, okay? However, the treatment of my ADHD with the medication has helped my paranoia decrease in a major way. Okay, I think with ADHD, it's really easy to fall down these thought rabbit holes and you don't have the control to stop them. And my ADHD was very debilitating and I didn't even realize it until I started taking the medication. But once I got on this med and I started to take it and it built up in my system or whatever, I really noticed that I was able to stop going down those rabbit holes before it was too late. You know what I mean? Like I would have a paranoid thought like, oh no, I feel anxious. And then, you know, instead of going down the anxiety rabbit hole, I would stop and say, wait a second. Let me just take a deep breath. And I would have that moment to pause and really consider what I wanted to happen in these next few moments, okay? And I think that is crucial when you're dealing with paranoia. It is listening instead of reacting to your thoughts automatically. Whenever you have a paranoid thought, get into the habit of pausing, listening to that thought, and really questioning it with logic. Are you listening to me? Logic, baby argue with yourself question everything okay so sometimes i'll be sitting there and i'll have and i'll be like wow i've had such a good day and this is such bullshit that i do this okay this is bullshit i will i'll be driving home and i'll be like wow i had a really good day i feel so great oh my god (gasps) am i becoming manic and i get really like and then i get and then in that moment i'm like pause let's evaluate Am I manic? And then I go through my checklist. One of my major checklist items is, have I gotten enough sleep? And I'm like, okay, did I sleep last night? Yes. I slept eight hours at least and I felt good and rested. Okay, so that's, I'm probably not manic. Number two, have I been taking my meds? Yes, I have been taking my meds. So I'm probably not manic. And that's about all I need to do. And then I have convinced myself that I am not manic and I'm allowed to have a good, wonderful day just like everybody else, okay? I think with mental illness, it's really difficult because you really feel, I always feel, me personally, I'm sure some of you guys understand what I'm saying. 
I personally always feel like I have to fight to feel good. It's never just given to me. It's never just an easy, like, I never wake up in the morning and feel like, wow, I'm ready for the day. Hello, world. You know, I never feel that shit. When I wake up in the morning, I sit there and I'm like, God, I have to like drag myself out of bed. I'm not happy until maybe one o'clock in the afternoon. Like, I don't feel great until until one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so I always feel like I'm having to fight for those good feelings. And that's probably why people who have bipolar and all mental health issues struggle with substance abuse, because using substances is a really quick way to feel good. Even, you know, you need that dopamine. You want that dopamine and that serotonin. Why do you think I smoke weed? Because I need that up. I need that good feeling because I don't get that on my own. And it's always like a fight. But I want you guys to know that it's worth it. And I really, really, truly, with with all my heart, I do believe that the more you practice the DBT techniques, the CBT, yeah, that's what I'm saying, CBT techniques, the more you get in the habit of becoming aware of your thoughts, working on yourself, um, building healthy habits, it does get easier to feel good. And once you start feeling good consistently, then it's easier to access that energy and that feeling, okay? Are you following me? So the more you build these healthy habits and the more you take care of yourself and love yourself, the more you will feel good. And it becomes easier to feel good once you get in the habit. This is what I believe, okay? Because even though I was depressed today, you know, I'm ending the day on a positive note. I'm going to go hang out with some friends after this and I'm not going to let it get me down, right? Even though I I can say, you know what? I am depressed right now, but I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm not going to stay down in the dumps. I'm going to keep going, bitch, because we have to, okay? Um I like to think of life as like a performance. Like I and this is fucked up. I'm going to let you guys into my brain, okay? This is how narcissistic and disgusting I am I in order to get through things I will pretend like I'm performing because that makes it fun for me so when I'm at work I pretend like I'm on a reality show and I have to get in some good jokes or else you know the viewers won't listen it's just ridiculous the shit I do to get through the day okay um and I want to know if you guys please somebody dm me and tell me if you guys do this shit because I I feel like I'm all alone uh, I don't tell people this because I'm just fucking weird. This is why I have a podcast because I ain't got no fridge, babe. So anyway, so I don't even know where I was going with that. But these are just things that I've found that have helped with the paranoia. And paranoia is it's really hard to deal with. I know if you have like a schizoaffective disorder of any kind, I think bipolar disorder is on the spectrum for that, if I'm not mistaken. But If you have schizo or any of that kind of stuff, you probably understand that paranoia is something that is hard to control. But I want to recommend if you also have ADHD, look into treating your ADHD because that can really get your thoughts under control and it can help you um, stop those paranoia rabbit holes before they're happening, right? Now, I am curious, please somebody DM me with an answer to this question. Do you all experience paranoia regularly or is it more when you're having an episode or is that a sign you're having an episode I would like to know what that is mine is something I deal with on a day-to-day basis and it it increased more after I went through a lot of trauma two years ago it really increased and it hasn't kind of gone away since then but I am managing it so I would like to know what your experiences are with paranoia 
And now I would like to talk about pro-noia. Now this is a spiritual eh, belief. I mean, I don't know if it's spiritual, babes. I don't know if it's spiritual necessarily, but I hear it a lot in the spiritual community. And pro-noia is this belief. It's the opposite of paranoia. Pro-noia is the belief that everything is conspiring to work for your highest good. So everything is working out for you. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little hack. And I think I talked about this in my last episode, but I was so long ago, bitch, I don't remember. Um, uh, Every morning, not every morning, okay? Not every morning, because some mornings I hit snooze 15 times and I only have five minutes to get ready, you know? But some mornings when I wake up at the ass crack of dawn and I have all this time, I listen to this affirmation and this affirmation says, everything is working out for me. Things are always working out for me. Everything is working out for me. Even with it, even when it seems like it's not working out for me, everything's working out for me. Everything's working out for me. That it just repeats that shit over and over and over. It's Abraham Hicks. I don't know. I don't know who's who in that. Uh, in those two names, but Esther Hicks. That's who I think. Okay, so she does these affirmations on YouTube. You can look it up. Things are always working out for me. Affirmation. It is powerful. And this is pronoia, right? Things are always working out for me. And what I find, and I have tried this, okay? I've tr- I tried I try this with everyday things. Like if I'm having an issue and I need it to be resolved, for example, I was getting some meds at this pharmacy and they said and I was out and I was like I need my next dose and they were like oh, we can't get it. We have to authorize it with your doctor. And then, and they were like, we're going to give you a call back when it's ready. And I was worried that it wouldn't be ready in time. And then I got this. And then I remembered the affirmation that I had done. And I said, okay, let's test this. Let's see if it really works. And I sat there on the phone after I hung up the phone and I just got this giddy little feeling and I got a smirk on my face. I wish you guys could see my cute face right now. I got a little smirk going on my face and I had this feeling and I was like, Oh my God, everything is working out for me. And you have to do it like that. I hope you guys can understand the the tone of my voice right now. It's like this, oh my God, you guys, everything's working out for me. You get this excited feeling, okay? You get this little, you know what I mean? You get that and you get excited and you think, oh my goodness, everything is working out for me. Could you believe it? And you sit there with that little excited feeling like you're suspicious, like, oh my god, I think everything is working out for me. I'm like suspicious that the universe is like providing all good things for me and everything's working out for me. Am I wrong? And you get that feeling and you're just like happy about it. And so I did that shit. I did that when I was, you know, after getting off the phone with the pharmacist and I was like, okay, I need my meds. I need my meds. And then I was like, wait, everything's working out for me, bitch. And then... I get a text in an hour and it's like, your meds are ready for pickup, blah, blah, blah. And I know that's a, you know, trivial example, but it was really important to me at the time. And so this is what I'm trying to explain this feeling of pronoia, okay? And how you can use it to manifest what you really want, baby. And I know, I know you guys are here for the mental health, but I'm telling you this stuff can really help with your mental health. These are little hacks you can use when you might get stuck in a pro, in a paranoia feeling. And when you're presented with this contrast of this paranoid feeling or this paranoid thought, you know, oh, I think my ex is going to come kill me later. You know what I mean? This paranoid thought that you have. Remember to stop and examine it and listen to it and then question it. Just question it. Question your thoughts. 
You have to become aware of your thoughts and you have to start questioning them and not believing all of them, okay? And I think it's easy. We get caught up in our feelings because a lot of us, I'm sure if you have a mental illness, you understand this, your feelings can be this overwhelming powerful full body feeling it's this experience that you're having and it's very difficult to understand in those moments when you're having a strong feeling it's hard to understand that this feeling might not be real this feeling might not be the truth this might just be how you're feeling right now and it doesn't necessarily make it a fact feelings aren't facts okay So this is something that's hard to remember when you're in those moments, like when you have a strong paranoid feeling, it's hard to center yourself and remember, hey, maybe this is just a feeling right now. Maybe this is just how I'm feeling right now. Maybe I don't need to go into it or freak out about it. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what you need to be doing. And instead of allowing yourself to go down a negative hole, you know, pause in that moment, question it. And then bring yourself into a better place by saying, oh, well, everything's working out for me. And this also goes into something that I'm going to close with, which is the, oh my God, guys, it's the law of assumption, the law of assumption, which the law of assumption is what you assume is true. So I don't even know if I'm saying that right, y'all, but it's like, if you assume something is, then it is. Okay. Does that make sense? I didn't look up this because this wasn't a planned part of the episode, but the law of assumption is where like, if you want to manifest something like, like you could say, I assume everything always works out for me. This is how you can tie the law of assumption into your, um, your pro pro noia. Okay. Cause you're assuming everything is working out for your highest good. So then it does, you know what I mean? This is the law of assumption. This is the law of assumption at work. You can use this for manifesting. Like you assume you're going to get what you desire. So you do. And it's a really it's a really easy one to do. It's because you're you're kind of just transmuting a thought like, oh my god, I wish I didn't stutter, bitch. Um you're just transmuting the energy around a certain thought and you're transmuting a thought because you know, some of us only, some of us, a lot of us tend to assume the negative. So instead of assuming the negative, you're assuming the positive, right? Um, and another, I just want to leave you with one more manifestation tip. This one, if you, if you, if you want something to happen, you need to visualize it the way you want it to be. Okay. This is an example I'm going to use so you can kind of use it in your practical everyday life. So there's this water, there is this, um, stream of water that comes out of a mountain and I like to go there and get water for the week. You know, I fill up my jugs with this spring water and then I take it home and I drink it during the week. And every time I go, there sometimes there's a car there and it's like off the side of the road so you have to turn around and it's a very difficult thing to maneuver. So whenever I go, I always want there to not be anybody there so I can just pull in, grab my water and go. So I don't have to wait in line, you know, cuz people will bring like shit ton of jugs to fill. You know what I'm saying? So Whenever I start my drive to the water, to the spring, I always visualize the parking space by the spring to be empty. And I've done this about three or four times. And every time I do it, it works. You just have to visualize on what you want for just a second. Like I'll sit there and I'll visualize the empty parking space for a minute and just really put a lot of energy towards it. Just really feel that and be like, yep, that's what that's true. I believe that. 
And then when I get there, it's always empty and I never have to wait in line. This is something simple that you can use, just a visualization tool that you can use in your daily life along with the law of assumption, along with using pronoia. And you can use these things to kind of manifest a good reality for yourself. And I know I'm using all these like, not clickbait, like these like trendy spiritual words, manifesting law of assumption. I know you guys probably think this is annoying and you're like, this isn't what I signed up for when I decided to subscribe to this podcast. I thought you were going to talk about mental health. And I am talking about mental health. This shit helps with your mental health. That's what I'm trying to say, Susan. Okay, like don't get mad at me, girl. Anyway. Thank you guys for listening. I, oh, 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 one more thing. So there's this forum on stuff that works. It's the bipolar forum. And I'm going to link that below because I've been on there answering questions. Um, they People can ask questions about the treatment, about treatment of bipolar disorder and all this stuff. So it's really interesting. Check it out. The link will be in the description. Sorry that I, I don't even know, man. That's what I wanted to share with you. Go on Stuff That Works and find a forum for depression, anxiety, bipolar, whatever you have. Um, and people are on there answering all these questions and getting conversations going and, you know, talking about their experiences. It's very interesting. So if you want something to do in your free time, I've just been going on there every night and answering people's questions. It's a lot of fun. And you can comment and share your thoughts and, you know, your experience. So I encourage you to go check out that website uh, if you want to learn more about your mental illness and what might help you. There are treatments on there that you might not have heard of before. Um, Check that out. It's not sponsored, obviously. How could I have sponsors with this podcast? Um, so anyway, y'all, amazingly, I was very funny despite being depressed, but this just goes to prove my point that I can perform under any mental stress, not any mental stress, but any mental situation. That's what I'm trying to say. So anyway, guys, if you like this show, if you think I'm funny, if you like me, please subscribe, please share with a friend. I know nobody wants to talk about mental health, but it's like, come on, people, break down that stigma, go flaunt it, girl, like, nobody's gonna do it for you, nobody gives a shit, nothing matters, the world is ending, right? Okay, so have a good weekend, y'all, bye!